Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, and I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for nearly 20 years in written form. Um, I've been doing podcasts for, at least on my own, for nearly six months now. And uh, I also was uh, co-hosting a podcast called A Geek Talks Movies with Sean Harriet. You can find those uh, so if you were looking for film reviews for films that were earlier in 2015, you can look for that on iTunes and other places where you get your podcasts. But um, the Quipster Film Review Podcast is my solo effort in order to deliver in a very timely fashion, uh, at least as I see them, the uh, film film reviews of, uh, I'm hoping, of uh, interesting and informative quality enough Um to entertain you for a good 10, 20, 30 minutes sometimes, depending on the film and how much I have to say about it. So I hope that you enjoy the film reviews that I do here. If you have any suggestions that you want to make as far as what um, you would like to see from me or the show, please uh, write to me, quipster at gmail.com. The spelling of quipster, not only for my website, quipster.net, but also my email address at gmail.com is qwipster. So uh, today I'm going to be looking at a documentary. It's called Maru. It is a mountain climbing documentary. It is uh, an R-rated film for its language. So if you don't mind the fact that there are a handful of F-bombs in this film, and uh, not so not very many, um, you know, if your kids or whatever, if you or your kids can handle a few F-words, um, then this film is pretty much okay for the whole family. Um, so it's an hour and 20 minutes, or no, an hour and 27 minutes long. And, um, I wouldn't say that there's a cast here involved, but, um, you will see in this film a trio of mountain climbers that have, uh, that try on a couple of expeditions, go to the top of Maru Peak. Um, Jimmy Chin is, uh, one of them, and he's also the co-director of the film. Conrad Anker, who is his longtime uh, climbing partner and a, uh, a veteran a mountain climber himself, and Renan Ozturk, who is very new. He's kind of a, f- a free climber who joined them on this expedition uh, because of his special skills, And um, but he uh, is also in the film. Um, the only other – we also see their significant others – and we also get some uh, talking head interview with John Krakauer, the uh, the author of the book Into the Wild. Um, Jimmy Chin directed with his wife, Elizabeth Chai Vasarhelyi, and uh, put together a pretty good-looking documentary here. Maru Peak is in northern India. It's in the Himalayas there, uh, considered a sacred mountain by the locals there, and it's, uh, it's nearly 22,000 feet in elevation. That doesn't make it the tallest mountain in the world by any means, but it's considered by many to be one of the most, if not the most, difficult to climb. No one had been successful uh, prior to the filming of this documentary, so I won't say whether they actually do make it to the top or not, because that um, gives you some of the suspense uh, for what happens at the end of the film. So um, I, I suppose it's uh, you could look it up, but I, I, I wouldn't advise it if you don't actually know before getting into this film. Um, what happens. So now climbing Maru Peak is so difficult that at least, um, you know, before, uh, filming here, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said about how many, uh, really experienced mountain climbers had tried, uh, to scale it on, on multiple occasions. And, uh, ultimately they all came up short. 
especially uh, many of them had gotten to the very precipitous. Uh, there's this uh, the very top of the peak is called Shark's Fin because I guess it kind of looks like a shark's fin. Um, it's the central of the uh, Maru Peaks, three peaks where climbing is pre- gets to be very very slow, um, and the climate up there is freezing. You know, sub you know negative sub twenty below zero uh temperatures and uh, the places to rest on that peak are almost non-existent so um it's a real daunting effort especially you know it takes a long time to get to that peak and then then it just gets harder uh muru documents two particular attempts by chin and anchor and Ozturk, uh at least for the first one um to scale muru peak um the peak is really difficult to scale not only because of the terrain because there's a lot of different um, types of mountain climbing that are involved because it, it, you go through snow you know big sheets of snow and then you have to do some ice climbing and then you got to scale you know sheet rock and so all of those different environs um, that they have to traverse require their own special kinds of tools and so each person has to carry the equivalent of about 200 pounds worth of tools and, you know, equipment and food and, uh, and fuel and other necessary supplies. And all of that is, uh, is just enough to get them there. So whenever there's any bad weather or something like that, it really, they actually have to start rationing down and the less food they have, the less energy they have. So it becomes, that's part of the reason why it's, some people consider scaling Maru Peak, uh, an impossibility. So in addition to the actual, uh, footage that we get of scaling of the peak, we also get the background to, uh, you know, the kind of the psych up of the, uh, the people that are, uh, about to do this expedition, but also, um, what this, uh, what all of that, the anxiety that, that put is put upon the families that the men leave behind, uh, the wives, the girlfriends, the, the children, they know, you know, people have died in the process of scaling peaks like Maru and have died scaling Maru as well. Um, you know, Anchor, uh, Conrad Anchor had a former partner named Muggs. He really wanted to climb Maru Mountain and he tried and failed a couple of times. He ended up dying uh, on a different mountain. But, um, you know, part of the motivation for Anchor to actually scale it himself uh, is to fulfill his uh, his mentor's unfulfilled dream to climb it. And so even though his wife implores him to be more modest about his, his, uh, the, I guess the scale of his adventures for the sake of not only her, but their children, you know, she's really concerned and nervous about, uh, about Conrad going out and doing this, especially since, you know, he just keeps getting older and older. Um, but also because, um, Conrad's wife was married to his former partner who ended up dying on one of their mountain climbing, uh, expeditions as well. So she has reason to fear, obviously. Uh, there's also a mishap that happens to Renan Osterk that occurs, uh, that's not related to the Miru, uh, climb, but, um, he suffers a near fatal snowboarding accident that Jimmy Chin was filming. And, um, that leaves him with a, uh, a fractured and broken, basically, skull. He has vertebrae in his neck that get all gnarled and, and, um, he's really lucky to, to actually have survived that. Um, and part of his brain was not receiving oxygen anymore because, uh, and so, um, he has a, an increased chance of a brain clot forming that could almost certainly kill him if he were to get one, which would be even greatly, uh, 
you know, exponentially more risky when you get into the high altitudes of the Himalayas if he were to join them on their second expedition. The uh, Maru, as a movie, also takes a look at how much of the preparation work is required for such an arduous journey, as well as why uh, Maru Peak in particular has proved to be a nightmare for all of these mountain climbing teams that have been bold enough to try to top it. In addition to uh, the, the three climbers we get here and the and their respective significant others, we also get a talking head interview with famed uh, adventure author and uh, enthusiast John Krakauer, um, who kind of gives color and meaning to uh, that the men themselves aren't really giving in terms of uh, his own perspectives on the perilous nature of the Maru Peak climb, but also what drives humans in general to want to climb such peaks in the first place. Uh, Jimmy Clint, Jimmy Chin, if you ask him, he claims it's for the view, but you know, obviously he could just get helicoptered to the top of the peak and see that view if he wanted to. So obviously there has to be more that he wants to prove to himself and to, uh, to others. Um, I, I guess mostly you get the feeling, um, it's not directly said, but you get the feeling that what really compels them to do what they do is, uh, not only that they really, really, really want to, but the, the reason why they might want to is because there's something kind of exhilarating about staring death in the face and qu- coming out victorious and also accomplishing something that few, if any, have dared to do before. Um, I think that makes it appealing. It's really kind of pushing the limit of what human beings can do and uh, achieving the impossible, or at least what some people think is impossible. So there is that extra, uh, some sort of proof of uh of human humanity's resilience and and being that person who could uh to prove to the world what they can accomplish not only to themselves but everyone uh the thing that makes maru peak so dangerous at least what you learn about it in this film you know obviously mount everest is the one that is the most uh it's the prestige climb but um as jimmy chin explains that uh you can get a sherpa or sherpas to do most of the work when you go up um mount everest what makes Maru Peaks dangerous is that you you can't have a camera crew following you around to shoot all of the footage. So, uh, and you don't have any Sherpas that can accompany the climbers. It's just not that kind of terrain that uh, that you can get a Sherpa to go up with you on. So, it's to the credit of the three men on this climb that they manage to um, they they bring their GoPro cameras and they have some uh, high definition DSLR cameras that they're shooting with. And they get a lot of good quality footage from these cameras that they brought along and, you know, that obviously they have to, to get in and out, you know, it's stuffed in their heavy equipment bags and whatnot. So, uh, their ability to juggle all of this equipment while also still making the climb is pretty remarkable, I think, anyway. And, uh, as compact as the recording equipment has to be naturally, uh, it, the, Equipment is good. I mean, it looks breathtaking. I don't think that they lose out by not having a camera crew there. Uh, most of the footage has to be shot by one of the three men, obviously, during their uh, their asc- ascension to this very risky peak. Um, you know, their lives are always hanging uh, in the balance, depending on how much constant. Then they have to give their utmost concentration to what they're doing. And so for them to juggle um, filming and getting good angles and all of that stuff while also uh, engaging, making sure that they are safe and can continue to ascend this, uh, this peak and also not lose time because time is of the essence because they only have so much food. It's kind of remarkable how much they're actually able to do and put in a, uh, a good quality film here. 
even with all of the praise I'm go- I'm going to give the film, and I'm obviously going to recommend the movie, I will say that it's not perfect. Um, the film is a bit insider in terms of the way that it's presented. Um, obviously, you have a, a, a lifelong um, uh, mountain climber, basically, here in Jimmy Chin, who's putting this all together along with his wife. So um, he's basically, you know, all, all of his insights are really from an insider perspective. It's, it's, it's a documentary by a mountain climber. And so he's not going to try to translate a lot of it to audiences who aren't familiar with the house and wise of, of mountain climbing in general. So um, now I, I think that anybody can understand this film, um, but I think that in terms of historical context and research and all of that other stuff that a real documentarian would have put into the film, a lot of that is not going to be here. So you don't get a lot of that really uh, it, it doesn't really entertain you with a lot of history facts and trivia and stuff like that. So this is really about uh, the people, the personalities involved with this climb. Some people may find that refreshing because of that. But I think that if you're a mountain climber and you know all of this stuff already, I think it's interesting at least to get the psyche of uh, of Chin and Anchor and uh, Osterk to understand what it is that they were doing and why they were doing it during particular times. So... Um, you know, it's, it doesn't delve particularly deep as far as the motivation, um, of what they do, but it does give you some good insight as far as, you know, how they, how they do what they do, um, from a technical perspective. So if I were to actually knock the film, I I won't say I'd knock it, but it was something I wish there were more of, um, the movie is a bit front loaded with, a lot of other of the the men's expeditions in the past, and their um, a little bit of their um, the, the the other things that they've done in their lives. So some of that worked well, some of it doesn't work so well in terms of their accomplishments. But those bits are not uninteresting. I, I really like that stuff, but they don't really pertain to the Marupi climb at hand. They get, they kind of give you a little bit more flavor. And it gives you a little bit more interest in them as mountain climbers and as people. But I think I wouldn't have minded so much if we got a more satisfying ending to the movie. And like I said, I don't want to ruin the film or spoil the film for people who don't know whether this peak actually gets climbed or not. Because there is some some suspense there if you don't know. But um, the movie feels like a lot of buildup. They really build up uh, Maru Peak. And I feel like... At the end of the film, I really wanted some more poignancy. I wanted something profound or meaningful to kind of give us a payoff for all of this buildup to kind of, uh, you know, there just needed to be more of that uh, that ribbon placed on this uh, uh, this present that they're delivering for us. Uh, I just it just needed that capper at the end, and I feel like there there's an attempt there, but it's it's woefully short compared to all of the stuff that they did to build up. Obviously, it was easier to film the buildup because you're interviewing yourselves and talking about what you're going to do and why you're doing it, etc. So obviously a lot of the footage is, you know, before they actually climb or in between climbs, etc. But um, something about the ending of this film feels like there should have been more as far as what their their thoughts were uh, at the end of their second trip, what what actually they got out of it and uh, and what this means to what what does it mean to us? you know, to, to know that they, uh, that they did these climbs and, and what to learn about it. So 
I, I think that, uh, I feel like th- there should have been something there, but nevertheless, those are kind of, um, those are quibbles. They're, those aren't really major problems that affect, I think, the entertainment value of this documentary. I think that ultimately, I think that it is worthwhile, not only for people who like mountain climbing, but I, or, or documentaries in general, but I think that it's a, it's a good one. It's put together well. It has really engaging personalities. You like Jimmy Chin. You like, uh, you like, uh, uh, uh uh, Conrad uh, Anchor, uh, they're really different and they're really uh, interesting folk. Uh, and I think that uh, it, it is well packaged. I will say that too. So I think Maru is a, is a good film. It's a good documentary. Um, not the best documentary that could have been made on this, but definitely um, pretty remarkable regardless of uh, you know what your expectations are going into it. So I'm going to give Maru three and a half stars, and three and a half stars scale uh, on my scale means that it is a good f- movie. It's a solid movie, and so I would recommend this to just about anybody who had any kind of inkling that they could like it. Um, I think that it's good. So you know, obviously, people who uh, refuse to watch any kind of documentary or don't care about uh, stories of adventure, you know, if they they avoid any kind of, uh, you know, National Geographic videos or anything like that. Obviously, they, they won't get as much out of it, but I think that if you gravitate toward this, it's pretty good. And if you've, it, even if you're not really that familiar with mountain climbing, you don't know why people do it, et cetera, I, it's really interesting to be what, like, the so-called fourth member of this expedition going up the mountain and, and basically seeing things you'd never, ever see in your lifetime. Uh, is some of the views are breathtaking and, uh, and, these guys are uh, are fun to watch and, and listen to. So three and a half stars, I will give Maru. So I hope that you enjoy the review, and I thank you for listening. And if you want to uh, hear more of my reviews, I definitely encourage you to click the subscribe button. And also visit my website, quipster.net, for my written reviews um, stemming all the way back to 1996. And um, if you... Uh, uh, want to follow me on Twitter, you can also uh, like my page on Facebook and get some more uh, to learn when I actually do post a review. Uh, I definitely encourage you to visit my website to get the details on that, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. So until next time, thank you everyone for listening, and please enjoy your time when you go to the movies.